with WYOY in New York. I'm Chris Barlow with a look at this week's horrifying clusterfuck of news. Our top story this week is everything. Everything is just horrible. It began in Orlando last weekend when a deranged gunman shot and killed singer Christina Grimmie. And it continued in Orlando last weekend when another deranged gunman opened fire at a gay nightclub, committing the worst act of mass shooting violence in American history. Every part of the country reacted differently. For Chicagoans, it was a welcome distraction from their own weekend of -of run-of-the-mill catastrophic gun violence. And for Republicans in Washington, it offered a whole new way to deny the rights of LGBT people by co-opting their tragedy as a new way to accuse President Barack Obama of being a secret Muslim. Outrage over the attack in Orlando led to an historic filibuster on Wednesday, with Democrats and one Republican holding the Senate floor for 15 hours until the chamber agreed to debate two bipartisan gun control measures. Many Americans cheered their lawmakers on, with the hashtag HoldTheFloor trending on Twitter in support of the filibuster's leader, Connecticut Senator Hodor. Much of the country expressed shock Thursday morning as they learned of the filibuster's success. But don't worry, House Republicans still blocked a vote on LGBT protections this week, so all is still right in the world. While passage of any meaningful gun control seems about as likely as a swift end to the war on terror, Americans can rest assured that the Twitter accounts belonging to ISIS have been hacked to post gay porn, outraging both radical Islamic terrorists and the radical Christian right who are responsible for the easy access to semi-automatic weapons that caused this week's tragedy in the first place. Just in case the news out of Orlando wasn't depressing enough, A seven-foot alligator dragged a two-year-old boy underwater at Disney World Tuesday night, killing both the child and any shred of hope remaining in the hearts of the American people. Now let's check in on something slightly less nauseating but equally bleak, the race for the White House. A new report claims that Donald Trump has been forcing Chris Christie to act as his manservant and fetch him McDonald's which is a great opportunity for a Chris Christie fat joke, but an even better opportunity to point out that New Jersey's infrastructure was downgraded to a D-plus in a new assessment this week, and the state clocked record amounts of overtime for state employees due to massive cuts in personnel since Christie took office. But of course, those aren't issues for the governor to deal with. He has far more important duties related to a McFlurry order. In other local news... New York State approved a new bill that will allow brunches to begin serving alcohol as early as 10 a.m. So, while it's only a matter of time until the next horrific mass shooting strikes America, we can all rest assured that we won't have to wait until noon to drown our sorrows. Elsewhere in New York, Mayor Bill de Blasio announced an ambitious new plan for a five-borough ferry system pegged to the price of a metro card that you will never ever use. And Governor Andrew Cuomo unveiled renderings for the massive $5 billion redesign of LaGuardia Airport this week that aims to upgrade the facility from a dilapidated bus depot to a world-class transit hub with all the charm of the Port Authority bus terminal. The plans include even more select bus routes to the airport that you are even less likely to take than a ferry from the Upper East Side to Gowanus. Taking a look at health news... 
The FDA issued a warning to Whole Foods this week after inspectors discovered prepared foods being assembled under leaking ceilings, drums of unidentified chemicals, employees packing quinoa without washing their hands, and listeria in the veg prep room at a company facility in Massachusetts. Whole Foods responded to the allegations by doubling the prices of the contaminated foods and moving them to an all-new section for meals enhanced with probiotics. The World Health Organization announced new findings this week suggesting that coffee may reduce the risk of multiple types of cancer, reversing a 1991 report that classified coffee as a possible carcinogenic. The announcement means you can go back to enjoying your 10 to 15 cups of coffee a day until about 2031, when scientists are set to announce that you have already spontaneously combusted. And in technology news, a federal appeals court upheld the FCC's strict new net neutrality rules this week, supporting the government's decision to treat broadband as a utility instead of a luxury. The ruling was celebrated by companies like Google and Netflix, while representatives from Verizon, AT&T, and Comcast reportedly threw their monocles down in disgust and demanded that Bob Cratchit come into work on Christmas Day in order to file an appeal. It is really great to see Cratchit using that law degree, though. Now, we have time for a quick look at the weather now. The rain cloud hanging over all of humanity isn't going anywhere this weekend, so be sure to pack an umbrella of Zoloft, Prozac, or good old-fashioned whiskey. From New York, I'm Chris Barlow. I'll be back next Friday to tell you what else you should be horribly depressed about here on WYOY. (laughs) 